stand back on the mic because it fucking blows up. Hello! And welcome to another exciting episode of Longbox Small Talk. I am your host, Bill Kurtner, and with me today is a very special guest, uh, Mr. <laughs> Brian Delaney. How you doing, Brian? Good. Thanks oh, for having me on. I, I think I blew out. I, I think, okay, there <laughs> I accidentally messed up my headphones when I yelled. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Brian, obviously, uh, for those of you who know the network, is uh, on B-Movies and eBooks. Uh, he is my my network overlord. boss, my overlord, if you will. <laughs> and he's filling in for Rod today who couldn't be here this weekend. Um, basically, and also, Rodney didn't see Batman versus Superman yet, so I can't talk about the goddamn movie with somebody that hasn't seen it. Uh, so obviously I can talk to Brian cause he and his wife went and saw it. Hey, so what did your, I know what you think. What did your wife think? My girlfriend asked me, told me to ask you. Um, I mean, she didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, we both, but, we both liked it a lot. I mean, she's, she's into the comic book movies every once in a while, but she's not like a super nerd about it. Yeah. So, um, and I think, you know, we'll get into it more, but I really feel like this movie was only successful if you were a nerd about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was successful for me because I went in expecting the worst piece of crap ever <laughs> and got way, way surprised how much better that it was. Well, I mean, that's low standards though. Right? Uh, well, no, because like I didn't expect this to be anything. I expect this to be really bad and <laughs> to come into it. And I was like, wow, I was shocked how really good it was. Like, I, I think if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the, the reviewers have it at 34%, but the, mm -hmm. but the, the fans have it at like 78 or 80. Yeah. Last time I saw it, it was high seventies. Yeah. So who's, who's wrong? Is it us? No. Cause we paid to go <laughs> see it. Those, those cheap bastards. It's like, well, it wasn't a Jodowski film. <laughs> They're free review copies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to get spoilery a little bit, but first I got to ask you a question. Okay. Did you see the promo poster for the new Star Trek series? No, I did not. Yeah. It's, it's nothing special, but it's, it's the one that's going to go streaming only, right? Yeah. It's the first, the pilot's going to be on primetime as mm -hmm. a two hour film. And then from there on, it'll be streamed. And if I heard correctly, it's going to be 16 to 23 episodes. Nice. I, do we know what universe it's in? Um, no, we know we know nothing. There's nothing. There's there's a lot of hint that it is post Picard, twenty fourth century. Nice. Uh, a lot of people are hoping that it is picking up after the destruction of Romulus. Therefore, it would possibly be some kind of Romulan Federation war. Ooh. Uh, or I like or that. or the how. Enterprise was going at the end of it, and then it just canceled. Yeah, and and it would kind of be the a, a somewhat of a postscript to TNG, in a mm -hmm. way. Um, I don't know. I, there's a lot of uh, this could go way further, and it also could be like, hey, it's the same time as Kirk, and it's a different ship. Yeah, you know. Um, I think I, that'd be weird. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited. Like, I like. I just want them to say what the premise is. Like, I don't need to know who's in it yet. Just yeah, give me a exactly. rough idea. Tell me what it is. I want. I want time frame. Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah. And and I, what what do you think a captain should be this time? 
Um, a, a woman, an Andorian. Well, I remember there was talk about like years ago about having one that was going to be like an all-female bridge crew, and it was like they they had talked to like Rosario Dawson. Oh, well, see now you just, you just you just sold me. Yeah, you, no, you, that would have yeah. been great. Um, I mean, I I don't know. Janeway gets a lot of flack, but I love Janeway. I do too. I love um, Janeway. My wife and I watch Voyager all the time. Uh, the uh, my <laughs> I, I've. To my my daughter requests about every six months to watch the Year of Hell. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's the best because I mean, she didn't know that there there would have been a female captain. We had talked one night about a year ago or two years ago, and she said she goes, "Well, Star Trek, I like it, but it doesn't have any ladies." I said, "Oh yes, it does." I said, "Voyager," <laughs> and I showed her a bunch of Voyager. She really dug it. It's I don't know. It, it I like the premise of Voyager because it's lost in space on Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of limitless, and you're not you're not held to the boundaries of, you know, next generation where it's just like, well, we're we're, we're on the ship yeah. and we know where we're going. And, and plus, like that and Deep Space Nine were overlapping, like yeah. they were happening basically at the same time, and so it was a good way of not stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, you know. But so, who was your favorite captain? That's a hard one. Um, you know, as much as I love Kirk. He he gets in the show. He's very one sided. Yeah, he's very. It's he's a swashbuckler. But if you invest, like I, I kind of I watched the reruns of of the original, but mm-hmm. I watched from day one of TNG. Yeah, I remember. I remember the the day the pilot came on, and watched it all the way through. I think I think I made it up till probably season. Five or six, and then came back for seven on the last when they when they ended it. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember so what remembered watching the final episode. So you're gonna go Picard? I have to go Picard. Okay. I think he's. I think he is a uh, a classier, more well rounded, and especially you know when when you dealt with when he when he was uh, assimilated by the Borg as Locutus, mm-hmm. he um, he. Uh, it gave him vulnerability mm-hmm. that no other captain I thought had. I liked Archer. I li- I love Janeway. Cisco is he's the hardest one. I think. Con- con- my mine is a little controversial. Cisco's You're gonna say Cisco. Favorite. See, mm-hmm. I had a feeling you were gonna go Cisco. You son of yep. a bitch. <laughs> Am I that transparent? No, no. I I know you love. I know you're a big Deep Space Nine fan. I am. I, I actually kind of hated it whenever it was first on, um, but just because it was so different or yeah. whatever. But I, I don't know. It was good. It had like, if you go back and watch it, you know, there's plot hints from day one, basically, yeah. about what's going to happen. It was almost like they had the first five seasons planned. You know, that I don't know. I don't know how much they actually did, but they dropped like Dominion hints, like episode three. Well, that that would be interesting. To, that would be interesting to go back and and listen to commentary on to see if they actually did do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't that um, were their showrunners the same guys that did the new Battlestar? Um, Ronald Moore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But uh, and my girlfriend is not in the room, so I can't ask her to look up IMDb. Um, <laughs> no, but. I'm excited for the new show. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I'll I tell you what. I'll ha- I'll make it. A, I'll make you a pack. I'll call you. Uh, we'll, you'll be on the show for 
Every time we have an update on it, you got to come on the show with me and talk about it. Because <laughs> okay. Rodney's just like, Rodney just looks at me and he flops his hair and he's just like, Ugh, who cares, who cares about know, Star I'm, Trek? I listen to it and it's like, you know, no Star Trek talk. Every time you bring up Doctor Who, he's like, meh, and stuff. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can t- you can tell how much fun I get to have because I get in- <laughs> insulted in my own home about you know any anything from my age to my sexuality, you know. And then he yeah. doesn't watch anything that I watch, and then ridicules me because I don't have thirteen straight hours to watch whatever's on Netflix that just showed up. You know, yeah. He's like, oh, like you did you didn't finish Daredevil? Oh, you're I a puss. I haven't finished it either. I'm only on the fifth episode. Me too. Yeah, it's. Re- <laughs> I mean, the fourth one was really good. I don't know. Like the the whole first like Punisher arc has been fantastic. Yeah, you know, and like I heard now he's getting a spinoff show, right? Well, and they they shot that down recently. Did they? Yeah. Because like when I was watching it, and I was like, hmm, you know, would I actually watch a Punisher show? You know, or would it get boring or whatever? And then I thought about it, and I was like. I am watching a Punisher show yeah. right now because yeah. Daredevil's hardly in it, yeah. and it's been the best so far. <laughs> yeah, and and what sucks is when I went to see when you when you went to see Batman v Superman, which you're about to go back around to talking about. Yeah, they sh- they showed they basically I don't know what they did, but basically they said okay, what hasn't Bill seen in Daredevil? That's the new trailer. The new trailer <laughs> that's going in front of Batman v Superman are the other. Eight episodes. Yeah, we're going to take all the shit out of the other eight episodes you haven't seen yet. We're going to totally spoil as much as we can. <laughs> you sons of bitches. So, well, it's your fault for not binge watching it day uh, one. I know, man. I mean, but that's it, that's kind of crazy that that's the society we're living in now. Is that, yeah. you know, there used to be kind of a moratorium on, on spoilers. Like, I mean, unfortunately, here we're going to tell people, yeah, we're going to spoil it. So turn it off at a certain yeah, opening point. weekend. Yeah, <laughs> but You're but there talking about, but shitty it is. <laughs> but but you know, with with something like this, when you got thirteen straight episodes out, basically you can't hit the internet for two weeks. Yeah, you know, or or however long it takes you to to sit through them because. You know, it. You go to Bleeding Cool, and they're like, "Oh, so eight, eight spoilers from uh, Dead Evil Season Two. Uh huh. Bet you didn't think this was gonna happen." <laughs> uh, at least they. Well, it, you know, at least with Bleeding Cool, it could always be the day before. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Did you want to know what happened in Star Wars Episode Eight? We have it now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but but the problem is, I'd probably read it. I would. And I, I've kept myself from the Daredevil spoilers. I have watched all the Star Wars shit though that they put up, all the, all the videos, all the pictures with the aliens and tuxedos, and I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? This doesn't make sense. I'm confused. Is this supposed to mislead me? The cantina got a dress code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So <laughs> away from bleeding cool and their spoilers. What did you think of Batman v Superman? We both saw it this weekend. I liked it. I yeah. actually, I, I liked it a lot, actually. Okay. You know, um, but but like I said, I don't think the average person would. Okay. Like honestly, um, there were so many, like, like narrative shortcuts. You know, like they just said something. Yeah. Or they showed something, and you know, no explanation whatsoever about it. But if you knew about it already, you're like, cool, I know that's a mother box or whatever. Oh, the boom right? tube. The boom tube. It was a mother box. It was a cube. 
it's a it's a mother box or a boom tube mother box makes a boom tube you're a boom you're tube all right whatever <laughs> But I'm just saying. It came from Apocalypse. Uh, Quit splitting hairs, you asshole. Dude, don't challenge me on the new God stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. No, I know you and Rodney are Marvel guys mostly. No, right? I'm a big DC guy. Okay. Because you guys talk more about Marvel than anything else. Well, because he doesn't read any DC. I know. It'd be like talking to a goddamn wall. But, you know, it's like there, there's all these little things that they just kind of glancingly show or glancingly mention yeah. it's like if you don't know what it is you you're completely lost you know um but if you're a, a big dc fan then you know exactly what it is yeah. and you appreciate it more um but i can see the average person not knowing what the hell was going on half the time yeah you know especially in like the dream sequences and stuff but, well uh, i mean come on all right l- let's talk about that i mean the 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 bruce wayne in the desert apocalypse dream sequence yeah and you just see parademons sw- para- parademons sweeping out of the sky uh-huh. you see the uh you see dark sides symbol the omega symbol the omega symbol you know burnt into the you, desert floor you got the fire pits oh bon- yeah. boner heaven um and then wait how spoiler are we getting go <laughs> we can go i mean we've already given them the warning it's it's we're getting spoiler okay. we're going uh, all the way because like they're definitely setting up Darkseid to be the big bad for Justice League. Oh, of course, of course. Um, you know, with uh, Lex's speech thing at the end. I don't yeah. know if you can call it a speech. Whatever. His two lines. Diatribe, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Um, I'm going to be super excited because uh, I love the new gods, and I think Darkseid is awesome. But I bet you anything, it's going to get um, cock-blocked by Thanos. Think so? Yeah, well, I really do. I mean, just Justice League Part One. We know we don't know what what the concept is. I mean, obviously, the ending of this movie kind of leaves us on a humdinger, okay? Because our <laughs> a little bit and of you a, wonder and you wonder why Rodney makes fun of your age. Fuck you! <laughs> you know you're you're left on a little cliffhanger here because, um, well, I mean, Superman's dead. Yeah, they went somewhere was where I was not no expecting. No one expected that. Yeah. I mean, I expected the very end of it, you know, but like I didn't expect Death of Superman to be a subplot in yeah. this movie. And the last 5 minutes. Yeah. You know. Um so they kill one of the main heroes. And now mm-hmm. now now what what they're what they're saying as of today at WonderCon is Justice League Part 1 is a kind of a seven samurai. Okay. And so I get what I'm guessing is basically the first half of the film is Diana and Bruce pulling everybody together. Yeah. So I got a feeling that the second half they're fighting something, but it can't be dark side yet. It's got to no, be not yet. I what what do you think like Steppenwolf? Uh yeah, it could be one of the you know the Granny Steppenwolf or um what's his his son's name? Um Orion? No, the the bad one. Oh shit, Calabac. Calabac or Granny? Yeah, Big Barda. Could, Even though Big Barda is good, it could be Big Barda. She could she could have a heel turn in it. Yeah. So and, and so and it sets you up for the initial, I guess, Justice League Part Two, which will be Superman Returns and Darkseid. Yeah. 
Uh, which I, which I would love. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, we were on the way home. The my girlfriend and I were saying, who plays Dark Side? You you like who's the voice? Who is well? I mean, yeah, I mean they'll probably it'll it'll obviously Peter be Peter Weller. It's not. See, I don't think it's. I don't <laughs> think it's low enough. I think you got to go. Uh, Avery Brooks. Let's you go back go, to. Let's go back to Captain Cisco. You got to go <laughs> old. You got to go older. No, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because his voice wasn't like super low in the animated cartoon. Animated cartoon. How redundant is that? Well, in the but, Superman the animated series, yes, but yeah, it wasn't that low. It was like the dude who played. Um, Goliath from Gargoyles, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who to. I don't know that. It's a it's a, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to pick because it's but gonna. I mean, either way, what they're probably gonna do is do some sort of like voice manipulation to it, which I loved. Going back to the film, I love how they why they explained the voice man. They they showed you the voice manipulation yeah. with Alfred testing the equipment out. Which okay, let's let's talk about this. Uh-huh. This is the first time we've seen an Alfred that do anything that is doing something. He's <laughs> not he yeah, he has some food he brings him in one part of it, but uh I seem to recall like a couple like a scene or two where like Michael Caine stitched up Christian Bale, right? He was stitching him and he he was making phone calls. He was like, "Hey, yeah. look, I'm not, you know, we got to order 10,000 <laughs> of these, God, you know." Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't a in flawless Michael Caine thank person. You, thank you, thank you. I, I, I strive for excellence. Um, but no, <laughs> but but you know, we we never had an Alfred that flew the Batwing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he does in the comics. Yeah, you know, because he takes over stuff all the time. Um, it was almost like they put together Alfred. And do you remember, like, in the nineties? when Batman had that hunchback sidekick guy who lived in the cave and yes uh, yes yeah what was his name like not quasi, or not quasi, like yeah I know because he, he designed didn't he design like the the Asriel armor I think so yeah and then Asriel kicked his ass and threw him out of the yeah, cave yeah yeah <laughs> right that was so. a weird that was a weird time it was a 1993 was a bad time you know what it reminded me of was in the Batman Earth one comic that is the uh-huh. uh, it's their graphic novels they've been putting out every like a couple years. Yeah, uh, Alfred Wonder is Woman's one's coming out. So yes, yeah. I'm so excited for that because it's Morrison. Morrison, yeah. Um, but Yannick, whatever. What yeah, can it, I can never say that guy's name. I me I'm either. Horrible at names. But it's more. I'm <laughs> getting it because of Morrison and and like yeah. he he talked to Smith Kevin Smith about it two years ago and, and it's like batshit crazy from what I hear. Mm-hmm. But the in the in the Batman Earth one. Uh, Alfred is just a friend of the family, and he's like a he's like I, he's kind of like isn't Thomas. And he like X S S A S or he's X S A S, but he's also just like a friend of the family who happened to be there in town when it happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll take." He goes, "I was, you know, Thomas was my closest friend, and he would have wanted this. I'll I'll take care of the boy. I'm as I'm I'll as, take the boy. Yeah, <laughs> and he t- he really, you know, it's it's definitely." <laughs> Because he's not, he goes out of his way to say, I'm not a maid, you know. Yeah. But uh, I thought Jeremy Irons as Alfred was really great. I mean, you know. Yeah, because there was like, uh, what, what I always love about when Alfred Bruce relationship is done well, it's very much, you know, like father son, right? And yeah. there was some points in there, you know, where he was just kind of 
quipping at him. There were some know, jabs. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was taking his jabs. Basically, like, you know, I don't approve of what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of you're you're being too cruel and stuff like that. But, but he's, he's the ultimate enabler, though, because he certainly isn't. He's yeah. saying, I'm not going to drive the Batwing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, where did they put Martha Kent when after they saved her? Where did she go? I assume she just stood there. Like she just stayed in that warehouse. I would no. I w- I would think Batman would be like, look, I'm going to take you to the Batcave because this is the only place in the world you'll be 100 percent safe. You know. Yeah. I, I see could, it because I mean it's pretty much everybody you know is starting to figure out he's Batman. Um. <laughs> so oh many oh. Do it in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, Justice League announced there that uh, J.K. Simmons is going to play Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. How do you what do you think about that? I don't know. I'm excited. I I like J.K. Simmons a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering how subdued he's going to play it. Like, because I don't think about Gordon as being like a hothead. Yeah. You know, I think about him as being like a calculated, you know, every move he takes, he thinks about it kind of cop. And I like... And I know J.K. Simmons is a good actor, and he's played different roles. Like, yeah. he was in uh, Terminator Genesis as a completely against type role. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so he can do it. I'm just... I, I'm not worried. It's just an interesting, unusual casting choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I think if you look at Juno, and you look at uh, Burn After Reading... Oh, yeah. That was a good one, You too. can kind of see him playing subdued more thought thoughtful characters because in juno he's just like well kiddo you fucked up you know (laughs) i mean it's it's kind of a far cry from jay jonah jameson yeah so that was my only by the way he was a perfect he's the only one i i mean they're they're joking that in the new they're they're, i don't know if they're joking but people are petitioning to get ice cube to play (laughs) jay jonah jameson and if you think about it okay if you think (laughs) think about it think about it for a second it's actually really goddamn funny. Because he's basically that character in 21 Jump Street. That's what I'm saying. That would totally work. It would work. I would watch that. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, 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 it... Now, now I'm just thinking about how awesome, like, a Ice Cube Donald Glover Spider-Man movie would have been. I still <laughs> I still don't know if Glover could have pulled it off, because I don't think... I don't think Donald Glover's a good... I mean, first of all, he's, what, 30? and Yeah, and, now. Yeah, and Miles Morales... Well, okay, even five years ago. Miles yeah, Morales. Miles is supposed to be like 13. Yeah. So I don't think that would have worked. Because I, I don't think he's a great who, actor. Who said he has to be Miles Morales? Okay. Like, if he he's Peter Parker. Parker. If he's Peter Parker. I don't think he's a good enough actor. No, I'm glad. Like, while we're off on this tangent, I'm glad they picked somebody really young to be Peter. Yeah. Like, for the new one. Because it always weirded me out. Like, Tobey Maguire, you know, they, they put him into college being Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. And even uh, Garfield looked a little older, right? Well, I but mean, I, how, God damn, how old was was Garfield? I think they, he was like 24, 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he was supposed to be like senior or something, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I want my like 15-year-old kid Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a predilection toward 15-year-old kid Spider-Man? <laughs> Just when they're wearing Spider-Man yeah, costumes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Goo-goo in your underoos. All right. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, um, back to Batman v Superman. <laughs> yep. 
Um, oh yeah, I forgot to warn you that every time I'm on somebody's podcast, I'll derail it. That's okay. I, I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with it. I love this. Um, you, you don't know how badly the the one that me and Peach were on got edited. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, hey, that's it. He had to do the work. I'm not gonna. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, yes. Batman Superman. The okay. So the way that the, the thing that I was most afraid of was we kept hearing about the cameos. Yeah. We kept hearing about, we knew that flash yeah. cyborg and Aquaman were somehow going to be in this. Yes. And that what we kept saying on the show was, man, that's a whole lot to be throwing into this. Yeah. And then they did it and you go, Oh wait, this is a good idea. Yeah. That was genius. It's tasteful. Um, I don't, I, I really, you know, I don't want to spoil how they do it. Even yeah. though we've been spoiling a lot, let's let, leave that. But um, I, I no, th that was the best way they could have done it. Yeah. Honestly, um, the last thing I wanted was like when they're fighting Doomsday, all of a sudden, and I'm Aquaman. Yeah, you know? and then like, <laughs> that's yeah. He just comes that, out of the water. Been, yeah. yeah, that would have been really bad. Um, I I I thought that was tasteful. Now you and I talked. Bruce had a second. Uh, a second uh, dream premonition. Yeah. And it was him in the bat cave and someone was coming through a portal yeah. telling him that Lois Lane is the key. Now we, Correct. we are, we are hundred percent sure that it is the flash. Okay. You are a hundred percent. I'm almost cause he had, he had facial hair like the flash did. Well, yeah, but I don't know because like, I mean, yes, the flash time travels, right? Yes. Which we're assuming, God, if that was the Flash, what what if what if his it's some sort of like cosmic treadmill analog? What if it's what if his suit is like battle damaged? Yeah, but why was it? I don't know. Maybe because it looked I mean, there's, like there's been some armored flashes before. Yeah, but what if it was kind of well? I've seen what the the outfit looks like. I, I mean, uh, I've seen kind of what it looks like. It is armory, mm -hmm. so you better get ready for that. I mean, it ain't like TV Flash. Mm -hmm. I know, mm. not 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 super impressed, but mm. um, yeah, I, I like the kid that plays a Flash on the TV yeah. show, but I'm too lazy to watch the show. I've seen the first season. Yeah, I really liked it. It was I, the I watched most some of it. Bookie thing I've seen on TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but see, I, I'm watching um, Legends of Tomorrow, and yeah, I really I really enjoy that. A lot of fun. But back to what we're saying. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I'm. I think they're gonna. I, I, I'm dying to see what happens because Flash comes back in time, or in a dream. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. You know, yeah. was it it, it? it was okay. So he has the apocalypse nightmare, mm -hmm. right? And then he wakes up, and he's in the cave, yeah. right? And then, cause, man, he just fell asleep too, like just instantly. Yeah, he may want to work. He may want to look into app if he has sleep apnea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Because it was like he's waiting for the thing to decrypt, and it's like one percent, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> what? The? Anyway, but like he 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 wakes up, and then all of a sudden, uh, it was very like flashpointy to me. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden, like this wormhole opens, and there's a dude in it telling him all this junk. Lois right? Lane is the key. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the key, I don't know the key to what it, exactly. I don't know because in the nightmare before it, um, 
Clark also mentions Lois too. He was like, yeah. you took her from me, you know, implying that like Batman did something that got either Lois killed or something. Yeah. And then that's why Superman went totalitarian. Right. Well, so there, I, don't, I don't know if they're just trying to build up her character. Maybe. Yeah. There are people she saying seem important in this, in this movie, there've been some people online saying that the dream Superman is a big nod to uh, Red Sun. Okay. And I was I was like, huh, I don't know if I see well, that. Did Did you ever read that Elseworld where the comet or where the his spaceship landed on Apocalypse? No, I did not read that. That's what it felt like more to me because okay. he became like ruler of Apocalypse. He was like a thrall of Dark Side. Well, yeah, but, I, fi- I I figure it. In in that dream, There's, he was just uh, he was just a dark side franchise. Yeah, they're just they're just smashing everything together. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Um, this whole movie, you know, it it started off with Lois Lane being important. It ended with Lois Lane being important. Like, I, I feel like they're trying to really build up her character, which is fine. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, she's all right. I mean, she's I mean, no she, Margot Kidder, but yeah, she's no crazy Margot Kidder. Yeah, but then who is? <laughs> Um, did you did you read that the photographer that was shot in Africa is Jimmy Olsen? What? Yep. In the credits, he, was, he, he the actor is like CIA. Yep, he's listed as Jimmy Olsen. Maybe that's a dumb. So they just killed him? No, they they said they're going to do something with it. I think is he going to get his turtle powers? <laughs> please, oh please, have giant turtle power, Jimmy Olsen. I I think what it'll be is Jimmy Olsen will be like a CIA name, like yeah, uh, like James it, Bond or something. Yeah, well, like in in A Team, if you saw the A Team movie, which my kids and I yeah. love, that is such a good movie. Um, is, actually, um, the the agent, the CIA agent, whoever, uh, well, not Bradley Cooper. Was it? He was space, wasn't he? No, yeah, yeah, no. Who who played the CIA guy? He's like um, um, Darkman, um, Wilson. What was it? It's one of it's uh, his. Uh, isn't it the same guy from The Conjuring? Oh, I don't know the Wilson. Anyway, like, dude. but when he gets arrested, John Hamm comes up and he has the same name. He's like, he goes, "Oh, I knew it." Uh, they said, "Oh, I knew that," and so I think that's like you said, it's like a James Bond thing. Yeah, it's the code name. Yeah, so that uh, you know. I don't know what that means, anybody. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that's a weird direction to take. Uh, you know, I honestly, honestly thought whenever he pulled out that like CIA tracking device thing, yeah, I thought it was the signal watch. Oh, me I too. Really me did. too. <laughs> me too. Um, speaking of which, we have not talked about this character yet, Wonder okay. Woman. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I think she did a good bit, good job. Yeah, I think uh, she, I, she she. You know, I, I remember whenever she was first casted, you know, like casted? people... What? That's great English, by the way. When she was first casted in, the, <laughs> their, <laughs> in, the, in the, their characters. Anyway, no, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> when she was first cast, um, everybody was like, oh, she's too skinny. She doesn't have the look or anything like that. I think she she definitely looked the part. Yeah. Um, she had that, like, kind of femme fatale like sort of feel to her yeah um and then what i really loved was in the battle with doomsday she looked like she was having fun yes that's what i love because like 
what I like, um, and they've been doing it a lot in the the current runs, like the, at least the current Justice League run of, um, you know, she like revels in the battle. She's a little bloodthirsty. You know, she's, she's a warrior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I liked that she, they brought that into her. I love the line, though. Which one? This isn't my first. This isn't my first alien. Yeah, yeah. She she says that like uh, I've killed things from, from other, other worlds, worlds before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, what the f- talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I do really like that, and I like uh, you, I like what they're doing with her backstory. And I hear like the movie's going to go back like five thousand years. Yeah, and then like it, that ancient Greece all the way to like World nineteen or nineteen eighteen is yeah. where it stops. So, um, so I got, really cool. I, I got a bone to pick on that uh-huh. because she was DC's basically DC's Captain America during World War yeah. II because yeah. she fought the Nazis, yep. which means what she said in the film, yeah. she has she left the the world of men a, a hundred years ago. Yeah, after World War One. So she's not in World War Two, which fucking sucks because that would be an incredible second film. So question, okay? She was with a Native American guy. Uh huh. Do you think that was uh, the dude from the Super Friends? Apache, Apache Chief? Chief. Do you think it was? Oh man! Oh my God! If that was Apache oh. Chief, and he has growing powers in the movie, but yeah. then they, but then they got Apache I'm Chief. I'm calling it right now. If we got Apache <laughs> Chief, then we got to have Black Lightning, and we got to have the Samurai oh, guy. Oh my God! If there's one, <laughs> yeah, Black Lightning would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe uh, there will be a Batman and the Outsiders movie one day. Oh my god! Because Katana's already around. You can uh, you can only pray for a Batman and the Outsiders movie. Um. So <laughs> so, uh, our our parting shot thoughts here because this movie wasn't nearly as bad as we were told it was going to be. <laughs> um, we we have a good feeling that uh, Suicide Squad is going to be badass. Like yeah. it's gonna be something we've not ever seen before. If if it's not, I'm gonna be super disappointed. Yeah. Because just from that trailer alone, like the second trailer, yeah, the one with Bohemian Rhapsody, it looks amazing. Yes. You know. Um. So where where do you have hope for the DC universe film universe now? I do. Uh, you know, like there was a statement released like by Affleck whenever this show started getting a bunch of you know panning from the critics and he was saying that it wasn't for the critics it was for the fans you know like people who are already into dc comics you know the the avengers and all the marvel ones are very very good introductions to a new comic book universe yeah right but this one feels like you're being dropped in the middle of something um, with you know Wonder Woman being around, you've got hints that there's other metahumans that have been around. Batman's been operating for 20 years. You know, like it feels like you, you know, like I've been saying all along, those who know about it already are going to find a lot to love from this. Yeah, but it's not for a person who has zero knowledge. You yeah, know? Um, and. So I think it's two different two different ways of thinking about it. You know, trying to grab new readers or new watchers and then trying to appease the people who have already been supporting you. Yeah. It, if that makes any sense. No. Nope. And so nope. you got it. with with this, you know, I really do I, I really do feel like there's a chance still. You know, I do too. um that they're digging in deep to all of their, you know, continuity already. Yeah. And it's like, 
um, they're they're going balls out, <laughs> just like yeah. straight into it, <laughs> and and I'm really excited to see where that goes. You know, like hopefully they can still maintain quality, and we don't get another like Green Lantern or anything like that. I I I think they I think they have precautions in place to keep that kind of stuff from happening yeah. now. Because because that was DC trying to grab new people. Well, also, I mean, you knew what the movie was going to be before that. It was Jack Black. It was going to be a comedy. Yeah. So uh, neither one were good. <laughs> I mean, it was, and it was also ten years ago, and they 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 hadn't. I mean, Iron Man had just come out, so they were grasping at straws to yeah. to get it. Get it. I have two questions before we go. Two. Okay. Two. Two. That I'm. Uh, number one is. Uh, I've been coming up with hype, kind of a theory on what the first standalone Batman film would be. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be? Do you by seeing this film? What do you think a, the first standalone with with known stories? What do you think it could possibly be? Which one are they going to go for? Yeah, um, I'd I'd say there's at least going to be a little death in the family. You think? You think at least at least in flashbacks? You think it's going to be a flashback then? Um, it, at least, yeah. Uh, with this one, there was, you know, a Robin costume with Joker spray paint all over it. Um, you know, it had a staff, so it looked like Tim Drake's, mm-hmm. but it could easily be Todd. Um, you know, he mentioned in passing to uh, Alfred that they had lost people. Yes. You know, he, he mentioned, like, basically that he had worked with other heroes. Yes. And that they're gone. And so that could mean, you know... Uh, he lost Todd. Maybe uh, he and Dick don't talk anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because that happens in a lot of continuities. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you know, so so I think at the very least, there's going to be some some death in the family in there. Okay. My my thing is, and and I think it goes right plays right into yours. I think it's I think if you're going to do a not if you're not going to go with a massive massive budget. Uh, hold on a second. My headphones got screwed up again. You there? Hello. Okay, yeah. much better. If you're not going to do a massive budget like Justice League, um, you go with something that's feasible, mm-hmm. that's affordable, and you're not paying for a, a ton of actors. The Killing Joke, and yeah. in the Killing Joke, you could have flashbacks of death in the family. Definitely. And, and you're already you've already established that J.K. Simmons is going to be Commissioner Gordon. So what you're saying is you want to see him bound and gagged like naked in a carnival. I mean, it, it wasn't my Christmas wish list this year, but you know, you know, say la vie. I mean, he is an Academy Award winner now. He can go do nude scenes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I hear you get paid more for that. I hear you do. Um, question two. Okay. With uh, the Rock has already been cast as Black Adam. Yeah. Now they're saying they're going to do a Shazam film. Yes. I but it's not going to be set in the de- in, in the greater universe. Oh, see, I feel I feel like that's their biggest mistake. Yep. Because I think Lead they should up sh- to Kingdom Come one day. Well, I mean, Black Adam is an established hero in Justice Society. Yeah. Why not do a a, a kind of like a, a go back and tell like you can cut it. You can almost do like Deadpool. You could tell Black Adam. I like, still haven't seen that. Actually, okay. Well, I'm just saying that the way they tell the story is uh-huh. it's kind of cut up between you know past and present, and you're kind of flashing back to seeing what happens in it, but it's also things that are happening in the present. Yeah, yeah. That connect to the story. Um, it's like memento. In a way, yes. <laughs> in a way, 
<laughs> without the tattoos. Um, uh, what my concept is, why not have an origin story fall from grace where Black Adam, you tell the tale of Black Adam growing up in Egypt, finding the power, be, getting in doubt of the power of Shazam, going bad, and then coming back around. You know, establish so him as have a, a Black Adam movie. I think it. I think DC would be smarter to do a Black Adam movie and tie it back into continuity. Because I think Sh- Shazam is so fucking boring. You know, as a character. That's probably why they don't want to put it in greater continuity. Yeah, but just give Shazam. He'd, he'd be a great, you know, basically all ages movie. Yeah, because the kids would relate to him. But if you go, I mean, he. He has some good parts, though, especially recently um, in the latest Justice League, like, arcs and stuff. Yeah. He and Cyborg have been, like, yes. buddies and stuff, yes. and it's been great. Um, so there's stuff you can do with him, or I really enjoy the um, battles he always has with Superman. Just yeah. Just because they're so evenly matched and everything. Yeah. Uh, like, the battle in Kingdom Come was badass. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um... But I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be a hard sell to do like a Black Adam movie. I don't because it would. I think it'd be really cool. You can some of the budget can go to making ancient Egypt and some of the budget can go to special effects, you know, fighting in the sky. But I just Mm -hmm. feel like Shazam. Shazam would be boring. Like, okay, here's a fucking here's a kid. What What if they had Mr. Mind? The talking caterpillar. Yeah, I mean, even though that's <laughs> even though that's funny and all, I think what what I th- well, see what I'm trying to get at is I think Deadpool proved to us that you can have an anti-hero movie because mm-hmm. he's not he's not a superhero he's not a, a Superman he's definitely. So, so you're saying, you know, it would basically be if you want to do three act structure, like maybe Origin trying his way at being a hero, and then second act Fall from Grace, third act Redemption. Something like that, you know. Kind of, you kind of see like, or maybe reverse it. Maybe your your first act is you're in the present day. He's not a good guy. He's ruling contact yeah, with Iron Fist. Yeah, you see, you, the second act is his origin, how he gets the power, you know, and and is sub, is you know, uh, he's lured over to the dark, mm-hmm. and then the third act, you know. You know, the, I can't write third acts, but I'm just saying the third act would be, you know, the the initial and <laughs> saving himself because I think he'd be a great he'd be. First of all, they don't have any magic people on the JLA right now from what we mm-hmm. see. Um, why not have him a guy that's equally matched to Superman in power, but he's ma- he's he's magic based, which is one of Superman's weaknesses. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's so nice. To, like, it's so I nice to like be able to talk with someone like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, I feel like if they go that route, they'll probably do. Do you remember what was it World War Three? Yes, or whatever. Yes, when he went on like a crazy killing spree. Yes, I bet that's what they would do. With them. I think that's that's what you would start with. You would have to do something that's pretty graphic in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then. I mean, if this is the case, why not just make like a Miracle Man movie? Oh God! You, I mean, do, do you want me to jerk off right now? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the case, you know, if you want to see basically that, like a really dark, 
Black Adam movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> I dude, I'm so I am so about that movie happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it doesn't get much darker than uh, Kid Miracle Man. Oh, I love that book. So I get now. I want to go reread it. Yeah. Now we go. That's good stuff. Dude, I cannot thank you enough for coming on tonight. Help me out. Oh, no problem. Man. It was an awesome, awesome conversation. Uh, again, I, I don't have to say it, but uh, Brian is a co host on uh, B Movies and Ebooks. Or actually, I are you the host? I'm, eh, we'll say co host. Okay, you're the co host. We, we don't want Craig to feel like he's not pulling his weight. <laughs> Uh, Brian is the co-host of B-Movies and Ebooks. He's the overlord of the uh, <laughs> podcast uh, network that I am on. Uh, he's also an old, fr- old friend and a good friend. And uh, the one guy that I get to go out to dinner with twice a year and talk geeky with. And <laughs> no one, they, everyone else ignores us. We just talk nerdy all night. Uh, thank yeah. you very much, my friend, for coming on. Uh, no problem, man. I- I'm glad you liked the movie. I like the movie. And uh, uh, stay tuned for my interview with uh, Winston Williams from Joe Zoo Comics, and he is promoting his comic, uh, The Soul, based out of Houston, Texas. Very good comic. Uh, Brian, thanks a lot, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B-Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B-Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B-movies on a bi-weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode of Longbox Small Talk, head on over to iTunes and search for B-Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. Uh, I think I ran into you at um, uh, uh, Comics Culture. Yeah, Comic Culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was there at U of H Clear Lake. Yes, sir. And I really dug what I saw, and I saw. I went home. I don't. I usually don't buy hard comics anymore. I usually buy digital. And mm-hmm. went home and grabbed the first issue, and then uh, bought the second issue, and just fell in love with it, especially because. It's the first one I've seen in a long time. Well, I mean, except for like Scarlet Spider that had any reference mm-hmm. to Houston. H-Town. That's yeah. right. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, because I grew up here too. And so when I see like uh, Greens Point and then I saw like you snuck in like Acres Homes and I'm like, wait a second. Right, right. I know Acres Homes. So, so I know. So it's it's really cool to read that because like have you have you have you taken a look at the preview for the um, for the third one on I the have, uh, see I was about to lecture you because I couldn't find anything on the third one other than <laughs> on Tumblr and I'm um, I'm kind of Tumblr stupid and I don't have a Tumblr account, <laughs> a Tumblr account. right right but yeah the um I had a website and the uh, the domain had um, expired so. The third issue preview isn't up right now. I think I might have posted it on uh, my DeviantArt page. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I'm, I'll uh, I'll definitely pop it on there. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, the the third one has references to like downtown and stuff. So <clears throat> see, see, and that's why I like it so much because it's nice to see something local. Because I mean, everything we grew up reading was always mm-hmm. New York. Exactly. I mean, we never got. I mean, we were the third coast here. We never get our fair uh, shake. I mean, <laughs> even in hip hop, you know. I right, mean, right. I mean, for God's sakes, we had the Ghetto Boys, which down here, if you were, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm, I'm forty. Twenty nine. Okay, I you're, just turned twenty nine. You're, you're mm-hmm. a little bit younger, but dude, when the Ghetto <laughs> Boys came out, that song was everywhere, man. That was that was huge. I mean, that album was huge, and so. 
Like, and then most people just go like, oh, you're from Houston? Uh, no, it's not real hip-hop. I mean, if it's not the east of the West Coast, you know, I'm like, I'm, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, Jay-Z only married a girl from Houston. You know, I'm sorry. You know? I'm actually from the West End area. Uh, oh, yes. West End is right off of, yeah, it's, it's right off of I-10 and um, Shepherd. Yep. I-10, Shepherd, that area. That area. Uh, Washington Avenue. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, okay, first of all, so you're 29. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, I just turned 29. Okay. I just turned 29 on the 7th. So you know what – I mean, I used to gig down in Washington. I'm a musician. And mm-hmm. so, like, say in the mid-early 90s, Washington wasn't a place you ever really wanted to hang out. You only went there to play right. and come back. <laughs> and now it's like – now somebody will call you and say, hey, let's go out for drinks in Washington. And I'm like, are yep. you fucking kidding me? And I go down there, and it's like it's completely renovated. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean – what a trip! Uh, so what's it what's it like growing up down there now? I mean, you grew up oh kind of in the yeah you know it. yeah um you know uh, Washington Avenue well, around there the, we we call the the West End uh, West End area yeah. uh, or Mosquito Bend um you know in my days I mean you know it was, it was predominantly black you know it was like uh, it was just like any other hood you know we we actually had to move out of there me and my mother we had to move out of there and go closer towards uh, Hardy Street okay yeah, I know where because you're it had gotten so bad it had gotten so bad as with the drug dealing and you know shooting and stuff in the middle of the night oh, yeah. you know you know we had to move out of there but now you know within like the last 10 years I mean it's just changed so dramatically you know, it's so much more upscale now oh, yeah. that, you know, nobody would, nobody would ever really think that it was like that at one point. But, yeah, it definitely was. Okay, so how did you get into comics? I mean, you know, this isn't just – this isn't like, mm-hmm. you know, the military when, you know, people are just like, mm-hmm. oh, I just felt like I had to go join. This is something like <laughs> we're all kind of called into it. It's like a, it's like some weird cult. So what, what drew you into right. comics? Well, it's a funny story, actually. Um, I mean, I had, I had, you know, grew up. You know, looking at comics, and I always knew about comic book characters and stuff. But um, when I really started to get into them was when uh, my mother used to be a substitute teacher. And a friend of hers um, actually worked for the school. This was at Harvard Elementary in the Heights. Okay. Um, She had a huge box full of confiscated books. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, she gave to my mother to give to me and it was nothing but avengers there's a lot of superman in there um there's a lot of x-men in there um what else suicide squad uh and i just had this huge box and um you know i just i just fell in love with you know all the characters and all the action and everything that well, that would be in there and you know i just read it and you know would, would slowly copy some of the artwork that i'd seen in there and, um, you know, just learn how to draw, you know, I just kind of just taught myself how to draw here and there little bits and pieces. Uh, I would, I would first trace and then I would go from tracing to copying and then from copying, I would just try to, you know, take, take the muscle memory and, you know, put the characters in different poses and whatnot. Which is, I mean, look at it these days. It's pretty much how most artists are learning. I mean, you grew up, right. you know, trace line sight drawing mm-hmm. and then muscle memory awesome man uh, mm-hmm. what I, let's let's when you started reading what was what were mm-hmm. you drawn to what were the what were the books that you were just like this is my shit mm. as far as re- i was always liked more like as i got a little bit older 
I really got into um, some of the more obscure stuff, like uh, like heavy metal. You ever read heavy metal? Oh, buddy, yeah. buddy, you're talking to a heavy metal fan here. So yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like stuff that was a little bit more like you know off the wall, like uh, you know Sin City and yeah. Um, uh, just, you know, more graphic novel stuff, a lot of noir, a lot of, um, just, just think, uh, you ever heard Fish Police? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I like stuff that was like kooky and weird and, uh, just a little bit, not, not so much mainstream as I got older. That's cool, man. That's very cool. That's, that's (laughs) kind of my, that's kind of the things I'm, I was attracted to because you, I started off like, because I'm a little older, I started off in the eighties. I was reading, uh, Mm -hmm. GI Joe and Transformers. That mm-hmm. led me to Punisher, and then got me into X Men, and th- got all the Marvel stuff, and then didn't mm-hmm. like you. You know, you end up, you end up getting a little bit older, and you go, oh, okay, uh, now right. there's other shit out there. There's, you know, there's titties in comics. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so you, I, I was a, I was a huge fan of Spawn. You know, oh, I liked yeah. the that they were a little bit more grounded in reality. Oh yeah. Um, and right around '98 was when I got into the whole manga thing because oh. I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize that a lot of favorite characters and and all my favorite video games came from Japan. So then there was like a big, you know, I started learning Japanese and you know just got into the whole Japanese culture and everything. Do you speak it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Choto. Because <laughs> I noticed in issue two, you had a character that is, uh, when she goes through her whole lineage, and she's part Chinese, right. like, a, like a quarter Chinese. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so and you were, I saw that you were putting that in there. Okay, so let's talk about manga and, and anime, because I definitely, sure, sure. definitely reading both issues of The Soul that I have, uh, mm-hmm. which is your book from Jozu Comic. Did I say it correctly? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, you're the only person that get that got it right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a big I'm a big uh, manga and anime fan and I turned my my Ooh. son my son also onto it and my daughter. And uh that's one of the things I noticed uh, aside from the buddy cop which really sold me on this book cuz I'm a huge <laughs> a huge fan of buddy cop action films that's that cool. there's a massive manga and anime uh, influence on this, and I really dug that. So, what what were you into? What really what what's what's the source for that? Oh, like like where the inspiration for yeah. the book comes from? Well, no, r- really, really. Let's talk about the anime, the 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 mm-hmm. anime manga oh. side of it. Oh, well, what happened was um, when I was younger, uh, like right around like middle school time, uh, my mother had taken me to uh, Funko Land, and you remember uh, when you, when you had to get the little membership? It was like what, like like twenty bucks yes. a month or something yes, like that, something like that uh, yeah. for the Game Informer magazine. Oh, we got okay. Game Informer magazine. Okay. And I was reading it, and it was talking about all these uh, new games that were coming out of Japan. It was like most of them were straight out of Japan. And yeah. it had talked about, you know, this, that, and whatever. I was like, all these games come from Japan. Then I did a little bit of research, and I was like, I couldn't believe that Thundercats, it came from Japan, that Transformers, it came from Japan. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I didn't even realize that Dragon Ball Z had come from Japan. You know, I was, I was pretty young then. I was like maybe 10 or 11. Yeah. I didn't really, you know, I just kind of... You know, anything that was entertainment-wise, I just kind of took it with a grain of salt. Didn't really pay attention to where the stuff was actually coming from. And as I had um, did the research, I was just, you know, floored by it. And um, just got into anime. And, you know, I really liked uh, a lot of the, the different um, you know characters. And I really like the—I'm not a real big fan of the newer anime uh, that comes out nowadays. Me either. Um, <laughs> you know— 
like if you look at you know Ghost in the Shell, um, uh, yeah. Boy Bebop, oh, um, okay, Evangelion, okay. okay, oh yeah, and there was a certain pacing and a certain tone that was just more adult, yeah. and more serious and a lot more interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I had you, I had I had it pegged, I had you had you pegged on Bebop. I I could see it in the art. Oh, yeah. and, and the and the movement Definitely. of the book, I really dug it. Okay, so let's I mean let's talk about the soul, um, right? Which is which, in my opinion, is is kind of an urban buddy cop book that takes place in Houston. <laughs> uh, that exactly. definitely has an anime has a manga ish feel, um, mm-hmm. but it has a twist which we haven't necessarily gotten to because I'm only on issue two. Um, mm, mm-hmm, so, so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know where it's going. I, I hear something about shape shifting. Right, right. Yeah. It's about, a uh, the main character, Derek, um, he'll get in an accident and become a shape shifting, uh, superhero. Now he looks, and a, it's actually, it's not, he looks a little familiar. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, he, like he may well, resemble I, your, the creator just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I um, a lot of people say he looks like Tom from the Boondocks, but that's a negative because I always designed him to look like what I always wanted to look like. Just me, but a little bit thinner. What inspired you to, to create the soul? Oh, man. Um, I had, had the idea for the book. Yeah, I had the idea for the book when I was like in high school. Yeah. Um, like around 2004, 2005, like right around the time I was about to graduate. And um, the only... Th- the only thing I did when, as far as developing the characters and storyline and everything was just, I just wanted to, I, I thought to myself, I was like, okay, what have I not seen in, in, in all of the, you know, comics and manga that I like and what do I want to see? Yeah. So I just, it's basically like a mix mash of a lot of my favorite, you know, cartoons and movies and you'll see little nods to, you know, there's like a lot of different uh, references to other characters and other um, storylines and things in there. It's just a mixed match of everything that I really like. Yeah. Growing up. And I wanted to make it as different as possible. It that was my only focus. It definitely is that. It's it's a breath of fresh <laughs> air in comics. Mm-hmm. It really is because I, I appreciate that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons you are the first interview we're doing. We're we're about forty episodes into our show. And, oh wow! Yeah, and you're the first person I wanted to interview. My partner, sorry he couldn't be here today. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I gotta I gotta have him come over tomorrow to re- actually record the show. But um, mm-hmm. you were the first one because I was really impressed by this book. And now, wow, I appreciate that. Now you did a Kickstarter mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the first first or the first two issues. Um, for the, let me see, it was the first issue we had a Kickstarter and then, yeah, it was the second issue we did one. Um, the overall goal really was just to try to get this made into an animated series because okay. you know, I just wanted, yeah, yeah. Cause I the, see it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, cause it was so hard trying to get it done. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of Kickstarter. Then we moved towards Patreon and uh, Patreon had a little bit better, uh, reception on there, but, um, it's just it's been a little bit hard getting it off the ground and you know getting it um in in uh you know in people's um you know consciousness letting people know it's out there for as far as right now um yeah the kickstarters weren't that weren't that successful but uh it was fun putting them up you know well, well t- talk about talk about putting out an indie comic how how hard is it to do that because it's something i've never done and um, a, lot, a lot of our listeners aren't aware of the difficulty is, is it not is it easy is it not easy 
Um, as far as setting it up, as far as setting everything up, as far as getting the books made, um, all of the, you know, physical aspects of it is, is simple, you know, drawing it up, coming up with the story. That was, that was the easiest part. The hardest part is really just, uh, uh, marketing and advertising. That's okay. the hardest part. That's the only roadblock I've been hit with, you know, is just letting, getting the word out there. Yeah. Trust me. We know we're the same way. We have, <laughs> we have you know, recording a podcast is easy because we have the gear, yep. we have the time. The problem mm-hmm. is if you don't have the money to promote it, exactly. I, I mean, it's the same people hearing it. So yeah, I, Oh, trust me. We, I feel you, man. Um, so, What's the status of issue three? Um, issue three is uh, completed. It's just not printed. Okay. Um, you know, I, I had wanted to um, get as many people to get as many pre-orders as possible, but, um, you know, it's just nothing that really uh, happened on there. It wasn't any uh, Steam, yeah. um, you know, online. And now that the uh, domain has uh, run out, you know, I have to really just go off of my Instagram to try to promote it as best as possible. But, you. you know... Um, it's just me, basically, that's, that's the only person that's really trying to, um, cause I work, I work with a team of people yeah. and they've all done phenomenal work on the project. Um, it's just up to me to really get it out there Yeah, and I can only do so much, especially with, uh, with a working job and you know, having regular, you I, know, <laughs> we all do. We all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the new norm now. I don't, cause I'm also a mm-hmm. musician. But I, I have mm. a day. I have a day job. I've got kids to support. I've got a girlfriend. Exactly. You got to you got to take care of life. And I, I, it's odd that the arts are kind of going to the wayside to provide for your life. But at the same time, I, it gives me a sharp focus because when I have that time to create, mm. I kind of I have to put my best foot forward, you know. And, and also, and then then once you're done with it, like you said, you gotta you gotta find mm-hmm. out how to promote it, you know. Rub two pennies Absolutely. together and pray, you know. But uh, <laughs> now, now, something I want to I want to get at you because you can see me, I can't see you. You can see mm-hmm. that I am a, I am a portly gentleman. Um, you are not. You are right. not. The tip, you are not the typical comic book writer slash artist creator. You are. A, you're kind of a fitness guy. What? How? Yeah. how, how wait, that's not fair. You can't, you can't be able to create and look like that, okay? Not fair. So how, how did you go from one to the other? Well, I used to be really heavy set um, in my elementary days. Yeah. Um, before going into high school, I think I was about um, 275 pounds, something like that. Almost, uh, yeah, almost 280. I had a 42 waist going into a 44 size waist. And I went on the Atkins diet. Yeah. And uh, dropped down to 200. And uh, once I had, you know, went on the diet and everything, my mother again helped me get a lifetime membership at uh, Bally Total Fitness. Used to be Bally's then. Yeah. Now it's Blast Fitness. But um, yeah, once I had gone, gone to the gym and just started getting into uh, fitness and and everything. Once I graduated high school, I worked at Bally's as a personal trainer. Then uh, joined the military um, when I was 21. Came back and then started training again. When I got out of the military in 2012, and you know, fitness has just been a part of my life. Yeah. Um, same thing is uh, those are like my, my main passions is like fitness and art. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you you are ex-military because there yes. there was a whole backstory that starts off issue two about mm-hmm. about a war and about about Derek going overseas. So that is a little autobiographical. 
Right, Just a right. Little. A little bit. <laughs> did you were you did you see action overseas? No, no, I never I never saw any combat or anything okay. like that. Um I was just a I was a master at arms was like military police and we oh. guarded nu- yeah, yeah, so, we guarded oh, nuclear weapons. Now this all now all this starts making sense why Derek and and Sean are cops. I see. Right, I right. See. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Um Yep. Okay, did you see Batman v Superman? I loved it. Well, I did too. I, liked, I did too. I like parts of it. I like parts of it. There were some parts that that messed up, but I had to. I was like, I was itching today, and I was like, man, I got to see the bootleg again, and I want to go to the theater again to see it. I'm like, I want to pick apart the movie and like make sure that, you know, I was like, well, maybe I was being a little bit too hard on it. You know, there were certain aspects that, you know, I was not a big a big fan of, but you know, of course, I'm a huge Batman fan, so I had yeah, me to. Too. Oh man, you know it, it was it was good. It was good. It's a fun movie. It's a good fun. It, it, that's what movie. I said. I I mean, I think the critics had it all wrong, and mm-hmm. I mean, especially I don't think people under see the ending coming. I don't want to give it away because uh, <laughs> they're gonna because they're not they're they're not preparing you for that ending. Like no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but they're definitely setting up the future of the of the universe because definitely. I, I mean. Those dreams that Batman had, those were definitely parademons from uh, oh yeah from uh, Dark Side. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I think that DC is just kind of you know blowing their load a little bit early, but I think yeah. they're they're very ambitious, and I think they do have a lot of good ideas and a lot of really good things they want to bring to the table. And um, I think they can deliver. I yeah. think with a little bit, maybe maybe if they screen some of these films like really early on for some fans to maybe pick it apart before they release it, they might be able to come out with some better content. Yeah. Or at least some some stuff that can't really be nitpicked too much. Too much. And, and and what I liked, and because uh, I obviously you and I don't want to give it away, but what right, I right. liked was I was worried because they kept saying, "Oh, the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman are in the movie." Mm-hmm. But if they had told us how they were in the movie, I would have been okay because I was scared they were trying to overload the movie too much. And right, the way right. it's in the movie, it's like, oh, okay, that makes I a lot it. of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dug it. I dug it. I'm I'm looking forward to some to some more DC films. They really what I do like is that they're separating themselves from Marvel. Like DC films and Marvel films are nothing alike. Same thing with the comics, yeah. and that's good. They should be their own things, which is which is cool. Yeah. Promote all your uh, social media right now. Go ahead, get it out. Let the people know where where, the, where can they find you at. Oh, um, well, the best the best place for people to find us right now, uh, since the website is down, just hit us up on Instagram, uh, Jozu Comic Books, uh, uh, J O Z U uh, Comic Books. That's a one word. Okay. Um, our Twitter handle is Jozu Comics, J O Z U Comics. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if anyone wants to uh, buy some of our books online, uh, it's josucomics.storeenvy.com. Um, that's where they can actually get some if they want to order some things online. Um, all of our books, uh, they're available in Houston everywhere. It's at Bedrock City. It's at Third uh, Third Planet Comics. Yep. Eighth Dimension Comics. Eighth Dimension. Um, uh, my, my friend Jeremy owns that store. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yep. That's great. Yeah, they're over there. Um where, are, where else are they? There's like so many other places. I try to put them in in just as many stores as possible. All Star Comics off of 59, okay. and uh, with a Deerbrook Mall. Yeah, they're they're all over the place. Nice. You know, and if anybody, yeah, if anybody has any questions, just you know, hit us up online or 
you know, mainly I just, you know, if anybody has Instagram or if, if we're on Facebook, they can find us on Facebook as well. Joseph Comic Books on Facebook. You know, just uh, like, share, tweet. Um, you know, that that's mainly what we really want to happen is just get the social media out there, get people talking about it. Um, you know, just 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 like and share. You know, just get the word out there. Awesome, Winston. Thank you very much. It was a blast. Thank you, man. Thank you. you need anything? Holler at me. Uh, when you get three up, send me a message, dude. I'll buy it. You know, I'm 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 in. <laughs> I really like. This, All right. I like what you're doing, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One other thing too. Um, the uh, the third issue is going to be in standard format. The books that are out right now, they're not in standard. They're like made at a custom size. Okay. But uh, three and all the issues uh, thereafter will be made in the standard size, and then we're going to reprint one and two in standard size also. So oh, everybody, cool. yeah, everybody that has one and two at these custom sizes, those are like extremely limited. They're only, I think, there's only like maybe 400 in existence right now. Those things are like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to print those at that size anymore. Those are like, you know, basically like what the, the Kickstarter, yeah. <laughs> um, Kickstarter versions or like the, you know, just the, the collector's items, really. Gotcha. Anybody that has them, some people have them signed. I, you know, I, I, I try to do as much inventory as possible, but any, anybody that has those is, I mean, those are collectibles. So get, congratulations to those. and Get ready to flood you know, eBay to, with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can still, they're still available at the stores, but when I come out with three, I'm going to try to swap them out if they still have any in stock. So Sweet. there you have it. All right, Winston. Thank you very much, man. Have a good thank day you. weekend. Take it easy, man. I sure will. All right, buddy. Thank you. God bless. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. I want to thank Brian Delaney once again for coming in and co-hosting with me this week. I also want to thank Winston Williams of Jozu Comics for coming on and promoting his comic, The Soul. That's Jozu Comics on Instagram. Uh, guys, Rod will be back next week. We'll be back talking about whatever's announced. Uh, today, WonderCon announced all the Rebirth titles and creative teams and what's what. Um, boy, howdy, are we going to be talking about some crazy shit next week. Uh, also, uh, new to the network, we have a brand new podcast, Two Versus Three. They are three Canadian friends from up north, and they talk um, r- mainly about movies and pop culture. Uh, that's Two Versus Three on the B Movies and Ebooks network. And hopefully, I'll get a promo for them up soon here on our show. Anyway, uh, guys, once again, this is Bill. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next <laughs>